banking is not the same as it was 10 years ago. In fact, it is vastly different from what we knew just two years ago. Research shows that globally, internet banking has grown by a compound annual average rate of 13.6% since 2019, while financial technology, fintech firms, have grown by 12.2% annually in that time. If these growth rates continue, by 2027, the global market value for internet banking is expected to reach 31.8 billion US dollars and mobile banking 1.8 billion. These are just some of the statistics quoted in a recent report released by Discovery Bank in partnership with the Boston Consulting Group. To discuss these insights, as well as the bank's view on the future of banking in South Africa, we are joined today by Akash Daura, Head of Client Insights at Discovery Bank. Akash, the report I referenced is titled The Future of Retail Banking in South Africa. And one of the key takeouts was that two thirds of South Africans expect the country's banks to make a full transition to digital banking within only five years. Can you tell me a little bit more about the research and the insights gained? Thank you very much. And I'm glad to be here. So we partnered with the Boston Consulting Group to really understand how consumers' views have changed in banking. And what we found and what we did was we surveyed clients across South Africa, across all income groups, across all socioeconomic segments to give us a good view of South Africans overall. And the outcomes of the research were quite astounding. I think, number one, we find that South Africans are much more digitally savvy than even banks give them credit for overall. And that's across both socioeconomic segments, but also across age groups. And we can really see that uh, through the COVID pandemic, people have become a lot more comfortable with digital banking. Uh, to the extent that you see most people actually conducting most of their banking digitally currently and are quite comfortable to operate in an environment where there are no branches. Just as a follow-up, won't access to Wi-Fi and internet, as well as the cost of data, make the transition to full digital banking difficult in South Africa? So we don't actually think so. I mean, if you just look at the the footprint that digital banking and smartphones give you. Um, as an example, there are about 3,200 branches across South Africa, 30,000 ATMs, but there are actually 22 million smartphones. And most of the banks in South Africa, including Discovery Bank, by the way, are zero rated from a data perspective. So clients can actually complete all of their banking without having to actually use their data. But it also takes away the requirement to travel to a branch. And it's way more convenient. If you needed, as an example, a bank statement, you would need to, first of all, get yourself to a branch, stand in a line, get to the counter, get them to print the bank statements, and then take them away from you. And as an example, you, and by the way, you'd pay a fee for that. But if you had to do it on our banking app, you would do it 24-7 from your home, and you would have it immediately for free. Discovery Bank, however, does not only claim to be a digital bank. You also stand firm that you want to offer your clients shared value offerings. Now, could you perhaps unpack this concept of shared value a bit? It's not just about cash in a client's pocket. It's also about changing behavior, if I understand it correctly. Could you explain the five controllable behaviors that Discovery Bank helps its clients learn and why these are important? 
So our shared value is actually a core of the products that we have at, at Discovery overall, but particularly in the bank with our Vitality Money program. And our research shows that in addition to socioeconomic conditions, um, there are five core behaviors that result in 80% of the reasons why people default on their debt either now or in the future. Um, so we built a program that's built into our bank banking product that helps our clients improve these five behaviors. And by improving those five behaviors, we result in a client that's more engaged in the bank and obviously a lower risk. Now, the five behaviors are quite simple. And the first one is spending less than you earn. The second one is managing your short-term debt well. So that's your credit card and personal loan debt. The third one is having insurance so you protect yourself against unexpected events. The fourth one is paying off your property as soon as you can and managing your mortgage appropriately. And the fifth one is investing for retirement in the future. Um, and we believe if we incentivize clients to manage their money well, they can actually end up being wealthier and pose a, a lower credit risk overall. And this doesn't just impact the bank, but we believe it can impact society overall with a lower burden rate on family members in the state. And so it does sound like you're actually hoping to transform people's relationship with money overall. How is this different from other financial institutions? So I think the first thing is that um, when we started the share program, the aim for us is, is to incentivize the correct behaviors. So it's not a loyalty program. I think a loyalty program incentivizes engagement. Our program looks at how do we incentivize you to improve your finances? And it really follows couple of steps. The first one is getting the client to understand their finances. And we do that by actually pulling all of their financial information, regardless of where it is. So as an example, we will give you points for vitality money, as long as you have insurance products, whether that insurance product is with us, with Discovery, or whether it is with another financial institution. The same with your investments and your medical aid and your retirement savings. We try to give you credits for your good financial behavior. And that actually drives the rewards that you get. Now, the reason we have incentives is that we try to get our clients to behave in a certain way and change the behavior, save more, uh, manage their money more responsibly. And that's where the incentives come into play. So Akash, you have established a partnership with Easy Equities. What value does this bring to your clients? So as a digital bank, our primary focus is to give our clients the widest range of products available in the palm of their hands. And I think the natural step for us as we expand our product range from savings accounts, investments, credit card products, et cetera, is to look at share trading. And from that respect, EV Equities was a natural partner for us from being a fully digital platform to offering some of the cheapest share trading facilities in the market. Uh, we believed that they were the right partner to have. And as a fellow fintech company, I think it was a it was a great fit. So at the moment, you can actually integrate your entire Easy Equities portfolio into Discovery Bank, see all of your shares within the Discovery Bank app, and you can trade your shares through the Easy Equities platform via Discovery Bank. So on the one side of the market, you have the income group that will actually use Easy Equities. But on the other side, we can still talk about the completely unbanked. Now in Africa, according to the World Bank, we still have 65% of people unbanked. In South Africa, the percentage is substantially lower. It's estimated at around 20%. What is Discovery Bank doing to reach the unbanked and why is it important? So I think the first thing in terms of getting clients to be banked is to offer a product that's easily accessible. 
And I think you can do that with a smartphone. Then the second thing is to offer a product at the right price point. And uh, the ability to put branches everywhere while that distribution network comes at a very high cost. So I think as a digital bank, what we can offer clients is a product that is easily accessible because you can download it on your phone, you can use it for free on the data networks, and then you have a price structure that is uh, very competitive in the market compared to what you would typically get if you had to have a physical account with a physical branch network. And the point that I do want to make is that often people compare fees from a normal uh, fee per month basis, but what you actually need to look at is all of the ancillary fees that clients pay, fees that clients need to pay every time they need to download a bank statement, every time they need to ask for additional transaction data, um, all of that information is available at the palm of your hand on your Discovery Bank app for free. So I think that actually allows you to get more people banked and more people out of the unbanked sector. Then the last part that's actually critical here is the movement away from cash. Cash is extremely expensive as a method of tender. And as soon as we can move into an environment where we have direct peer-to-peer payments, etc., and that becomes more standardized, I think then you can really start reducing the cost of transacting from a bank account. And there, I think there's there's a clear way forward. We've seen other countries do it, countries with a similar type of GDP and economic profile as South Africa, such as Kenya, such as India. So there's definitely a way forward. I think we just need to embark on that roadmap. And have you seen more acceptance for a branchless bank, even with the unbanked group? You know, in the past, people might argue that unless there's a brick and mortar presence, people won't necessarily entrust their money to an entity. Have you seen that change over the last while? So I think that's definitely changed. I mean, if you look at Discovery Bank as an example, we're a completely virtual bank. Since starting off in 2019, we've actually grown our deposits to over 11 billion rand. Uh, we're the fastest growing bank in terms of deposits in South Africa currently. And when you look at it from that perspective, you can see that clients have no problem trusting an institution if they if they believe that institution is strong and that institution has the, the right kind of systems, et cetera, in place. I think also COVID has helped a lot, uh, actually. During COVID, it was really difficult to go to branches and people started banking more digitally and started to see the additional features that you could get digitally that is actually better service level, cheaper, and more accessible. So I think that hurdle of digital being less trustworthy has actually been overcome by a large portion of South Africans. So in our current economic environment, affordability will definitely play a role in the banking sector going forward. And it will be interesting to see how developments in the sector and with the help of fintech innovation changes things in the next few years. And that was Akash Daura, Head of Client Insights at Discovery Bank.